0: Welcome to the Four Eight Men podcast. I'm your host, John David Owen. I'm a little overweight, so probably not the host you were thinking about. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, Christian. Hey, John David. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm just a guest here. I'm nervous. Why? <laughs> I'm out of my element here. I'm I'm used to like sitting beside Sai, and he just says crazy stuff, and I laugh, and somehow that's a podcast. Uh, but I'm here to talk about like you know my favorite thing, exercise, yeah. and Jesus. Yeah.
1: In that order. Which,
0: no. <laughs> one of those is, one of those I really like, one of those I kind of struggle with, but I'm here with you because we just had, we just had a weekend together, my man.
1: We just had the best retreat ever.
0: Yeah. So me and Christian went on a little men's retreat with our church. We bonded. We sang songs about Jesus. We did not
1: exercise. We did not exercise we at all. We ate
0: good. Yeah. It was a good time though. I'm, we, yeah.
1: we we laughed until we cried. We laughed until we cried. Or in. we cried until we laughed.
0: Uh, A lot of things. We did a lot of things, but it was fun. Thanks for having me on. This is, our podcast is like right there. but yeah, I mean,
1: we, we share, we, we, sh- we kind of share studios. We
0: share a wall um, and the people over there are all the same. So I'm, I'm a little yeah. comfortable, but I'm going to need you to yeah. be
1: weird like Si if I get nervous. Yeah, I'll be weird for you. I'll be <laughs> weird for you. Well, I'm, pu- I'm pumped that you're here. I, I love like whenever I'm able to do like an in-person guest because most of the time it's over yeah. screen and stuff. So. so having someone in person to talk to is really... We're here in these and chairs. And we have these comfortable you chairs. You know what this chair is? Uh-uh.
0: This, this I was hired at Duck Commander, sitting in these chairs. Really, these are chairs from Willie's old office. Really, true story.
1: Well, speaking of Willie,
0: speaking of Willie, he working out? What's he doing?
1: He's hunting right now. So maybe if he if he shoots something, he'll drag it. Maybe he'll consider that a workout. That'll, work out. <laughs> that'll well, be his workout.
0: <laughs> I got to be honest though. I'm kind of on the. I work out in really weird. Like I'm very fluctuating. It's not a good trait to have, but. Like, I get all fired up about something, and I'm, like, gung-ho about it. And then I burn myself out, and then I'm like, I quit. And then, like, two months later, I'm like, I look at the scale, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> and then I start working out or doing something again. So that's
1: – Have you thought about trying to do, like, a more sustainable method? You
0: know, that's what you should do. But, yeah. like – so I, like, Fitbit, I for some reason it's my thing. And so twice in life I've put a Fitbit on, and I said, I'm going. And I'm not stopping till I miss. And the first time I did it, it was, like, Four hundred something days in a row of ten thousand steps, which is kind of insane when you think about it. And my neighbors probably thought I was super weird. Yeah, because like I'm just walking in circles around the house at night sometimes. Because like I'm like I'm getting it. And then last year I got kind of heavy. Um, got sick, and the doc when whenever a doctor is looking at you in a hospital bed and's like, "Hey, bro, it's time to lose weight." It's a wake up call. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, "Well, I I boxed with Stone. I enjoyed that." And then I was like, "Well, I'm going to do this 10,000 steps thing again." And by the time I was done, I was like, "I'm I'm sick of this." Yeah. So, I you know that's why I'm here. I'm here to get advice. you. Yeah.
1: Well, well, well more sustainable. Well, after, after the show, maybe we can talk about <laughs> trying to establish like a three day split, you yeah. or something. Well, like and that.
0: Stone got all mad at me because like when I got into boxing, not all mad at me, but he was like
1: disappointed. Maybe
0: no, not even disappointed. It was like, "Dude, slow down." Like, yeah. Because it was like once you're into something, like, oh, I. I had my garage became a boxing gym and it's like yeah. I'm going out there for an hour he's like you're going to quit. Yeah. You're you're going to like you're going to burn yourself out and you know, shockingly enough, he was right. So it's all about moderation, but I'm probably somewhere between my weight loss goal and what I was right now. So that's good. Yeah. Like I hadn't fallen completely off the wagon. I did. I went out in the garage the other day. Boxing's good cuz if you get mad, you can just go call it exercise,
1: yeah, and just wail
0: on something for a while. No form needed, just mad at the world. But yeah, that's me.
1: Well, you mentioned Willie earlier, and I know that you were his assistant for a a while. Um, How many years were you his assistant for? Willie's assistant, I worked here for nine
0: years. I think I was his assistant for about eight. Yeah. Yeah, it was around eight years that I was just following your father-in-law Across the countryside, not a lot of time to work out in those days, yeah. and we ate well. A lot of Domino's pizzas at night. Do you,
1: do you happen to have any funny fitness stories from being Willie's assistant?
0: Well, Willie's a lot like me because yeah. we both we, no, he is—we both have great legs, yeah. like they're beautiful. And then we have these bowling balls under our stomachs, <laughs> so like when we gain weight, like it's just all in one place, yeah. and we look like frogs that you're holding yeah. standing up. Uh, so he would get on, he'd like hire a personal trainer and then he'd call me fat. And I'm like, you're sending me to work every day. And from like 11 to noon, you got somebody at your house, like making you do the rope thing. So yeah, you're winning right now. So, but it was always good because we traveled together. So when we'd both be like, Hey bro, it's time. We're like, we need to, we need to be better. We would do it together. So that helped a lot. But yeah, Willie, then he gets on all those diets from like, documentary and I'm the like
1: caveman stuff
0: Ca- yeah well that that lasted a week yeah. and Then the next week I go over we were going somewhere I don't remember where it was and he was all into keto he was like I'm keto but and I so I fill out his stuff I'm like he's keto by the time he went he was vegan and I was like dude you, I there's only gonna be beef jerky and like sirloins yeah. there so I can't <laughs> I don't know what you want and he's like no I'm vegan now I said that was two weeks ago like so he's I get it from him, yeah. the ups and downs yeah. of funness.
1: Is he the one that encouraged you to, to do the 10,000 steps in a day?
0: I don't know where I got that from, honestly. I don't Just know. a random thought. That was, uh, well, we were a bunch of, that was when Fitbit got big. So, like, yeah. everybody in the office was doing it. So I was yeah. like, I'll do it. And yeah. then I was like, and I'm going to do it better than all of you, which yeah. that's the wrong attitude. Yeah. What are you going to do?
1: Well, because Sad- Sadie had mentioned that. He had made fun of you for so long <laughs> for being overweight that you like were like I'm gonna go lo- I'm gonna go do the ten thousand steps. Oh yeah, well
0: yeah, he makes fun of people. Yeah, what Willie's good at is making fun of people for his like because he likes looking in a mirror and he's like if I make fun of him it'll help me <laughs> because we're the same. Yeah, and so it's like hey fat boy And I'm like Wait, we're I'm ten pounds heavier and four inches taller than you we're the same guy man like if, if that helps you yeah go we, ahead. we'd be
1: the same weight class
0: yeah it's he's. But no, I loved working with them, and we, we definitely went through we, – our, our weight was always the same, whether up or down or up or down. It was just what we did together. Yeah. Domino's Pizza was a major contributor to that. I don't think they're a sponsor of your podcast, but if they were, thin crust uh, pepperoni and jalapenos, yeah. often.
1: <laughs> where, where? So you said that you're kind of in between your goal.
0: Yeah, so I got to my goal. Which, and then I got sick again, which really helps with the goal.
1: Yeah, that's true. I
0: mean, just clean me out. Um, and I got down to probably 213. I was looking at pictures last night. I was like, dang, that's a good-looking young man. Um, and now I'm back up somewhere around – I was. I, I wanted to be like 220. I'm like, I'm happy at 220. I yeah. got six kids. Not really. I got three. Um, but it feels like six. Yeah. Um. So I was like, if I can get there and maintain that for now, I'd be good. I don't. I'm not you. Like, I don't know what you're doing. You
1: can be. We're gonna. Well, we're gonna. We're gonna get. Whenever
0: you there. I see you, like, okay, I'm gonna squat eight thousand pounds. I'm like, I'm gonna go get my forklift and like, yeah. and that's the easiest way for me to do that.
1: Well, like I was telling you, that's gonna pay off for you in the long run because I'm sure in. Ten years, I'll have back problems. Well, I problems, we'll see. It, but it won't be good for me.
0: You're gonna have that anyway. That's called age. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my knees are all. Eh. I've never been able to like squat. Yeah. Like, in the eighth grade, I I played a little. I did play a little sports in my time. I didn't like sports where people hit me. Yeah. Football. Pff, that wasn't. Fun. I love watching football, but I remember I hit this dude in eighth grade so hard, and like the whole team goes crazy, and the coach slaps me in the helmet. I'm like, why? You- I just did good. Why are you still hitting me? And then I was like, I'm going to play basketball. Yeah. So
1: then you also do track. That's a funny story. So
0: my dad had a rule in our house, and it was basically you're not coming home after school and sitting on your butt and doing nothing. Yeah. So for me, it was sports, right? Like I played basketball, I played baseball, and then I quit baseball at some point because people started throwing curveballs. Have you seen those things? They're hard to hit. I couldn't hit them. Like the baseball so stuff. No, like a baseball. As soon as, uh, yeah. as soon as we got to the age where it was like. I'm not just throwing fastballs anymore. I was like, this is, yeah. I'm out. I can't do this. Uh, <laughs> so then the rule at my house was you're not just coming home, sitting on your butt, playing video games or whatever. You're going to be in some after-school activity, whether it be band or whatever. But for me, it was sports. Well, then basketball my senior year ended, and I was like, uh-oh. I'm about to have to get a job. Like, that yeah. was the rule. If you do not doing something, you're going to work. So I was like, I'm just going to go join the track team. And my dad was like, you don't run because I'm yeah, slow. Yeah. Like my feet move fast but I don't go anywhere. And so I was like I'm just going to throw the javelin. And then I ended up he didn't show up to my first track meet. And I was like he'd been at my dad's awesome. He'd been at everything I've ever done. And he thought I was just kind of and so I was like I'm about to prove it to him. And then I got really good at throwing the javelin and I I was terrible at everything else. Um but I filled in. If uh-huh. it was a small track meet, like I ran the hurdles one time just to get us a, come in last because fun. well like Six places got a point, so I was like, yeah. I'll come in last. It was fourth place, but I beat a guy. It was awesome.
1: Um Like by default or like like no, he I, like – No, I beat him. I, can't get, I beat yeah, him
0: because right. he was the same as me. He was just trying to get a point too. Yeah. Um, so then I start throwing the javelin. Well, I wasn't like – I went up against ULL's quarterback. That dude's just going to beat me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I got to get this technique down because I wasn't that strong. And so I got pretty good at it. I walked on to a college and then I realized that was very serious. So that didn't last long. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but I ended up making it to the state championship in Javelin, and came in dead last there. I choked. I was nervous. You choked? Oh, choked. Dang. Worst meet of the year was the state championship. It's because the shorts were shorter yeah. than the state championship. I can't pull that look off. Yeah. I was nervous that yeah. people were looking at me. Was,
1: you, was, was your dad there for that one? Yeah. Oh, no. He made, yeah. once I started, yeah.
0: <laughs> what, like the first couple, I was like, yep, came in last again. And then all of a sudden, I remember it was in Ruston. And I came in like second. And everybody was like, what just happened to this kid? It all just clicked one day. And now my elbow still hurts Yeah. from that one uh-huh. season of track do not throw the javelin kids it, it will wreck the left knee and the right elbow yeah but it's fun So, so there's my athletic stories
1: well you said you, you said something earlier that made me laugh so do you feel like playing sports growing up and like neglecting video games has impacted how much you love video games today <laughs> Ooh, so
0: i always love video I like, yeah, that's yeah. just who i am and i don't no, i don't think it was because, well, and we had a rule in my house, like, you can play video games, but you're going to learn something. Like, you can yeah. go play football, because you're going to learn about football. You can play baseball, you're going to learn about baseball.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, I just always liked that. But I do think my dad dialing that back in was very healthy for me, because I could have been that guy. Like, I would have been yeah. like, sign me up. I'm going to be yeah. famous for playing video games, and 10 years later, I'm going to yeah. be like, I'm going to be famous for playing video and then you're yeah. just... You're just sitting on your butt all day. So,
1: you'd have been famous before it was like actually cool to be famous. No, I would have
0: never been famous because I I mean, I was pretty good, but it's still kind of good. But, uh, (laughs) but it's like, you know, everything is what we were talking about with working out is you got to do it in moderation. Otherwise, you look up and it's like,
1: but just controlling.
0: Yeah. Everything is like a hobby. You got to pick your hobbies. And and I don't want to say this because I run a fishing store, but if you're, fishing too much and neglecting other stuff, that's a bad thing. If you're playing video games and neglecting important stuff, that's a bad thing. If every Sunday morning you're in a deer stand and you're not with your family at church, that's not a, even though, because I think we can get caught up in stuff and it's easy to label stuff good and bad, good and bad. I don't think necessarily there's a bad stuff in any of that, but when it becomes so important that, it's what your identity's in. That's whenever it's like, uh oh. Yeah. Got called time out and refocus Because and, that's easy to do with anything. You can, yeah. You could do it with being a marathoner. You can do it with playing FIFA. Yeah. Not the real soccer, the video yeah, game. Sure. I'm not fast. I gotta do it with my fingers. Um <laughs> so you know, it's it's that is what it is. And I've learned that in my short time here on this earth and i'm i'm the world's worst like if i get into something look out like we're going to do it until i'm so tired yeah, of doing sure. it i'm miserable yeah so that's me yeah in a nutshell yeah
1: well even what you said with like moderation like like for you like if you exercise too much then you get burned out on it and oh, like for so- me it's like if i were to do it too much then i would like idolize it like it would be yeah it would just consume me. So I do think that like moderation in really every aspect of life is so.
0: Well, and that's basically most of the stuff.
1: Except your faith.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> well, but that's where I was going. And even stuff here on this earth, it's a, I'm going to call it a good thing. Yeah. Like there's stuff that Jesus says, hey, look, I got a plan for this. Well, I don't know if your audience is young or old, but let's just hit the hard one, sex. It's a great thing. Let me tell you, I love it. But it's because you no, got to follow great. God's... It's yeah, it's wonderful. I got three kids out of it. Um, But it's a wonderful thing. But if you don't do it the way God designed it, yeah, it can ruin your whole life. Like, sure. you just... So I think God gave us a lot of good things to enjoy here on this earth, whether it be exercise, whether it be video games, whether it be fishing, hunting, whatever your thing is. Yeah. But if, you, if that's what your identity's in, or if even like... Stuff that's good can become sinful. Yeah. Just depends sure. on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Me and Christian been deep. Yeah. We've been deep lately. We've been so, so who deep. Who knows where this podcast is about <laughs> well, to go? Well, this will go live Friday. Friday. What am I doing Friday? I have no idea.
1: But I'm saying a week from when it goes live was when we were just getting completely wrecked.
0: Oh, yeah. So we had a good weekend. We can't. So I've been, I went on this retreat. It's just a men's retreat. They take your phones away. They don't tell you what you're doing. So we we can't really tell you oh, we did in case you ever want to sign up. But um, I went three or four years ago and just changed my life totally because it's weird how we don't – like we focus on Jesus, right? We live every day for Jesus. But then you (laughs) strip everything down and just put some dudes out in the woods and say, now we're really going to focus. Yeah, It's a heightened – and like me and you, we've been friends for a while, but like we weren't close by any means. But then this weekend it was like – yeah. Another level. It's like we're another on the bachelor level. together. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like it's like when you get a bunch of like grown men together that are like actually confessing things and like yeah. Whether it's for the first time or the 100th time and like seeing someone want to lead their family better or like seeing someone confess something that they've never said before and they're weeping yeah. about it like it's like ultimately that bonds anybody that's in that situation.
0: Yeah, and and but I think that's important to do uh because the Bible tells us to. Um but I, it's so tough because, like, let's be honest. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in a car or you probably got a really nice set of headphones on or you're probably at the gym or you're at your house and life's not that bad. Now, somebody could be listening and saying, What a, he don't know me. He's, I've got a terrible life. But, like, I would say I could take you to – haiti and you'd be like man i'm ready to get back to my old life so like we got it pretty good right like we listen to podcasts we can work out we can play video games um and the problem that's not a problem that's gifts from the lord and um, we're very blessed people here in america or wherever you're listening at um but the problem therein lies you get complacent so sometimes you got to go strip everything down, put your watch away, put your phone away. Cuz they did that in the Bible a lot. Like they were like, uh, hey bro. Like Jesus did. He's like, "Hey, y'all stay here. I'm heading up this mountain for a bit." And they're like, "When you coming back?" He's like, "When I'm ready." Yeah. And so, it's very important to just reset, focus up because the world we live in, it's easy to get lazy. Yeah. For lack of a better word, and just call it good. Like, "Oh, I'm doing all right." Because I used to think that I'm not trying to talk too much, but I will. I talk a lot.
1: I yeah, mean, yeah. You're on, you're on the podcast to talk.
0: I've been talking a lot lately.
1: I'm paying you to talk.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I think we get... Oh, where was I going? Let me find it. And I'm now, just joking, by the way. I don't pay my guests. He's ain't paying me nothing. I'm doing this for fun. I was super excited to be here. But and now I've lost my whole point. Anyway, what's been up with you? You were
1: talking about Jesus on the mountain and
0: not Focusing being complacent not being complacent. I've lost it, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I love that. But retreat stuff. What what do we do this week? I don't even know. I'm really tired. We didn't sleep a lot
1: for no, the last. No, I hardly slept at all last Did night. Did you sleep? How no. are you tired? Exhausted. Are you exhausted? Good. Yeah, That's we good had... to be. <clears throat> I'll just share this story real quick cuz it's kind of funny. So last so honey woke up screaming at like 3:30. Oh yeah. Like well- typical. Welcome. Like it's like on a dot, you can just guess 3:30. And this might be TMI, maybe not, whatever. But I, like, never have to, like, use the bathroom bathroom, like, in the middle of the night. You know? Like like the double bathroom? Yeah, like the okay. – du- like, 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 like a yeah.
0: Yeah, we're going double, both yeah. of them.
1: So at, like, 3.50, I'm, like, my stomach's rumbling. I'm, like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I shut the door because I don't want Sadie and Honey to wake up because Honey's in the bed with us at this point because she was crying, whatever. And I'm, like, going to the bathroom, obviously – and out of nowhere, from be, from behind the toilet, this little like little little thing comes out, and it's a mouse. Oh no, I'm out. And I'm I'm, it's in my shorts. <laughs> so I see it like, and it's like making the little mouse noise, like whatever. Uh-oh. So I'm doing like high knees <laughs> on the like I'm I'm doing high knees sit, you took sitting that on squatty the toilet
0: potty and just started. Wearing no, off.
1: well the, the squatty potty in, in Sadie's in Sadie's bathroom. Now you're in trouble. I don't don't like the squad. I know. Well, if I would have had the squadron, my leg would have been up on the thing. But then it like wiggles its way under. So I'm screaming. So Sadie's like freaking out. She's like, what's wrong? What? Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? And I literally – so on my whoop thing, I was showing them before the podcast. Like if you look at like my heart rate from the night, it's like all – it's it's, like all like – and then at three forty-five, it like spikes up to like one eighty, and then it comes back down like an hour later. And my adrenaline was oh, that's um, fantastic. So now I was up from like three thirty to like four forty-five. So oh yeah, I was, I was exhausted asleep at that time. Yeah, yeah most hardest. people would be. Yeah, no, so I'm pretty exhausted. Well, your first retreat that you went on, where was that? Like, where was well, first off, where was that in comparison to like when you first did your first? Ten thousand steps, weight loss.
0: That was after
1: the retreat was after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, because when yeah. I did it the first time, that was before during my second son when my second son was born. I was walking around the hospital in circles. It's not a great system. You're okay to take a day
1: off, people. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. But I just got gung ho about it. But yeah, the first retreat. So they took you know they took my watch and all that, and you know I went on it. Uh, apprehensive and ready to make fun of it was probably the best word. Yeah, because um, I was like, this is dumb, and I don't know why I showed up. It really confuses me when people show up to that thing. Like, I didn't want to be here, and I'm oh, like, for sure. Like, if you don't, don't know anybody, yeah. but I don't know how you felt. But it was, uh, it was just really good to for me because I was dealing with a lot back then, and. Yeah just going through some tougher times in my life and to say they were tough times would be a discredit to people who've been through tough times. They weren't terrible by any means, but like I was just mad at the whole world at that point in life. And, you know, my way I deal with anger is just to make fun of stuff. Yeah. I get that from uh, your father-in-law. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I'll just, you know, this is going to be goofy as crap. And then, you know, a couple days later I was like, you know what? There is a, There is a way to do this old life um, that's way better. Yeah. Because I think what I learned on retreat, and I'm learning every day still, I think whenever – you know, I'm – how old am I? 33. There we go. I'm losing my mind. I think my whole life I lived my Christianity – and this could probably be some sort of correlation working out too – if I do enough good and I don't do too much bad, then I get to go to heaven. Yeah. And that is kind of true. But at the same time, Jesus came and said, I, give, I came to bring life and bring it abundantly. He wasn't talking about heaven there. And I think we get, heaven's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. Can't wait to see you there. If you're not going, come sign up. Come talk to us. We'll come tell you do, Come it. talk to us. Uh, we'll find somebody and talk to them about it, because I do want to see you there. I got, I'm going have a lot of time on my hands to talk to everybody. Uh, it's called eternity. But <laughs> I, I think I got so caught up in like, okay, the goal of this life is to get to heaven. And that's a great goal. Right? Yeah. And we can get caught up in good goals, like 10,000 steps for 365 days. That's a great goal. Yeah. But then you lose sight of the bigger picture, And at some point, you're like, I'm going to eat this Snickers bar. Yeah. And I'm walking in circles around my kitchen, looking at my watch, saying I got 700 more steps to go, which I can tell you is about 6 minutes and 45 seconds. That's how much of a – just I'm grinding at this point for no reason. And we get in that grind as Christians, right? It's like, all right, well, I'm going to church. Why? Because it's Sunday. Yeah. That's – why else? Because it's Sunday morning. Yeah. And that's the whole reason. So what retreat taught me – was basically, there's a better way to do this. And like, if we, I I use this term all the time, and if you listen to the duck call room with me and Cy, you might have heard it. Like the the Bible is not a rule book, it is a playbook, because if you follow it, shockingly enough, like your life's pretty good. Like good things start happening. Your relationships with others are better. It's like this whole thing when he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you, ease up on that. Don't go crazy with that. Do this with just your wife. Hey, love your kids and lean on your brothers in tough times. Life's going to be pretty good because, yeah. I, and I I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's easy for us as men uh, to bottle it all up.
1: No, Yeah, for sure. We don't
0: want to look weak. We don't want to look like we don't have it all together. I like when people look at me and say, that's a good dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I tell them the truth— they might they might be like oh okay he's been through some stuff okay he's screwed up a few times yeah so we we bottle it up and we we don't want to tell people hey this is what i'm going through which is just not what the bible says because yeah. we do want the we do want people we want a, a little bit of influence right like if you're leading leading a small group you don't want to be the leader of it and be like hey guys welcome uh here's all my problems and people are like Bro, I came to you, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And so, I think in life and definitely from the old Bible standpoint, Paul tells us like, hey, you got weaknesses and you don't have to be ashamed of them. You can say them. And when yeah. you say them out loud, you <clears throat> can grow from them and that's why like here's that's why I went to stone, right? When I was yeah. like, uh-oh, doctor told me I'm fat and I'm yeah, got bad health because of it. You need to lose weight. I went to Stone, not because Stone's a genius, but because Stone was a guy I knew that had been through that and lost a lot of weight and could help me. And it's the same in Christianity. Like, if you know somebody that's been through something, they can help you. But a lot of times here in America and in the church today, it's like, uh uh-oh, gone through something. Yeah, Don't let anybody know. Yeah. Don't let anybody know, because then they'll look at you funny. Then they'll be like, oh, he says he's a Christian, but he did this, this, A, B, C. And that's just so counter to what the Bible says to do that it's crazy, but it's easy to do. Yeah. Right? And I think we get caught up a lot in that. We we do the easy thing, right? hmm Like, it ain't easy to do what you do. You look like Captain America over here, and you... If it was easy, everybody'd do that, right? Yeah. everybody bench press 300 pounds if it was easy. But it's not. You have to make a plan. You have to stick to a plan every day. And then you get there eventually. Mm-hmm. It's the same in Christianity. You have to make a plan. You have to stick to the plan. And you got to wake up each day saying, here's what I got going on. This is my life right now. If I'm struggling with something, I got to be able to call you like, hey, Christian, here's what I got. And I got to know that you got my back, and you're going to tell me some good advice. And yeah, that was a weird way of getting there, but I got
1: there. Yeah. Um. So when you went on that retreat, and Jesus really became like personal to you, yeah. How did that change things in your life that you were doing it? I
0: did the dishes a lot more.
1: Yeah. One hundred. Yeah.
0: That's a true story. I went home from that. Like, like they're
1: actually like that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like there's actually. Like once you have that encounter, there's actually like practical things that oh, yeah. take place after that.
0: Well, and and for me, it was, I was mad at a lot of stuff. I wasn't mad at my wife. I wasn't mad at my kids, but they caught the brunt of it, right? Yeah. Like they caught the, all right, now I'm home. Let me tell you all the things that upset me today. Yeah, And then like service wasn't there. I wasn't like a good husband. I wasn't a good dad. <coughs> I was mad at the world and the world needed to bow to my wishes. So everybody do the things I need you to do. And then when I went on that retreat, I was like, hold up, I need to switch some things. And I went home and my wife was about to have our daughter who, how old is she? She's about to be four. Um, And I was like, I don't I do not do a lot around here. And it really hit me. I was like, Cause my, and because of my first son, my wife stays at home. We've been through a lot with him medically and all that. We ain't gonna get into that. Our tears will start flowing. They saw that last week on our podcast. Me and Martin were like, messes. You saw it this weekend. I will be a mess. Um, yeah. But so she stays at home. So I was like, do it. You do this, this, and that, right? Yeah. And then I'd come home, put my feet up. like, oh, I'm a big man on campus. I worked today. Uh, yeah. Paid some bills. And then I was like, ooh, I look back and I want to go slap that guy. Like, yeah. you suck. <laughs> but it it is about – and I, I mean, I hammer Ephesians five at that retreat. I hammer it all the time. Jesus loved us in such a way that is indescribable. And then we want to sit here and I want to go, like, I love retreat. I, I'm i one of the leaders of it, of the one Christian just went on now. And I love it. Mm-hmm. But I can get caught up in that too. I can get yeah. caught up going out and telling all these people about Jesus. I can get caught up in these podcasts that we do and get all excited about that stuff and then forget like oh crap I got a wife and kids at home who are the most important thing
1: yeah for sure if
0: I can't go love my wife the way Jesus loved her and which if you're saying oh that's a tall task isn't it, that's what it tells us to do that's yeah. Paul's it's words it's not mine book. it's in the old book um you know we gotta we got to step up and we gotta go do that before we're out here telling other people like if If my house is a mess right now and me and my wife are fighting and my kids can't stand me and then I get up here and I'm like, let me tell you guys about Jesus. Y'all aren't – nobody's going to want to listen to that crap because – and that's what made Duck Dynasty successful. It was authentic. You know, Phil Robertson's authentic as they come. You ain't – so it's about being authentic because that's what the Bible calls us to be. Be vulnerable. Be authentic. Talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. Talk about, hey, when I was a terrible husband, this is what I did. and. The first practical thing I did was started doing the dishes, which is weird as a weird, th- but it made a difference because she was on kid number three and yeah. she was taking care of a house, and it was time for me to step up and do some other things.
1: Yeah. So when we talk about, because <clears throat> we talked about it a lot at retreat, but just the idea of like the man becoming the spiritual leader of the household—that's well, a big one. It's a, it is. A, it's a huge one. <laughs> what do you think? <clears throat> like, what do you think that actually looks like? So, for, so for someone listening that hears the man become the spiritual leader of the household, you know, that's maybe confused by that or doesn't know like what that shit looks like. How would you, oh, wow. how would you say that should look? And maybe how have, have, have you gone into that? Man,
0: that's a deep one. Well, it's just it's leadership, right? It's. uh your wife shouldn't be the one dragging your butt out of bed on a Sunday telling you it's time to go to church. Your wife shouldn't be the one saying, let's all sit down and pray before a meal. You are supposed to be, as a man, the spiritual leader of your house. And it looks different for everybody, right? Yeah. Like some people got wives that are just prayer warriors. And that's awesome. Yeah. My wife can go sit in her closet for hours reading the Bible and praying. I can't necessarily, that's it's not, Like, you've seen my arms here. I can't sit still that long. Yeah. And so it's got to look different for me. Like, I'm not saying you've got to be more spiritual than your wife. That's foolishness. But you do have to lead. And Mm -hmm. leading, first off, lead by example. That's number one. I hope you saw that on retreat. I was one of the leaders of it. So, like, if I'm asking somebody to do something, I got to do it myself and show an example of it. And so with within your house, I just think I think it goes as the dad goes. There's a reason God says, I am your heavenly father, mm-hmm. right? It's deep. And you're like, well, there's some bad dads on this earth. Yeah. But whenever you're a good dad and you're a good leader, that's the closest example I think we can get to how the father loves us. And I know, you know, you got honey over there and it's a whole new world for you. And yeah, uh, but that love's there. And, you know, you ain't Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but you wake up every morning thinking, all right, I'm going to do my best. And nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to be an okay dad today. Yeah. Like, it's the goal is to be a great dad, but sometimes it's exhausting. I, yeah. I read a book called Dad Tired, and I was like, I like this because they're not judging me <laughs> by the title of it. It was uh-huh. called Dad Tired. I was like, I'm tired. I've literally stood up in front of a group of men, and they asked. I was like, I, let's just be honest. I'm sick of it. I'm over being a father today. It is not fun right now. And those are scary words to say. Like, I don't want to be a dad today. Yeah. Don't want to. He's driving me crazy. He's driving me crazy. And she won't stop leaving me alone. She wants to ride my shoulders every five seconds. And nobody judged me. They are like, oh, yeah, I get it. And I was like, wait, am I good here? And they are like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And so... I just think it's one of those things you have to lead by example Mm -hmm. and you have to get up every day and say, this is what I'm going to do. And when you can't, and when you're sick of it, because guess what? If you're a dad out there listening, you're going to get sick of your kids. Mm -hmm. If you're not, I'll trade you and you can get sick of my kids. (laughs) Um, But they go through stuff and you just want to figure it out. And here's the deal. You don't you yeah. don't know, like yeah. it's so new to you, you're not prepared for it. There's a bunch of books, and you can read them all you want, and then your kid's gonna do something that ain't in one of those books, and you're gonna be like, Oh, uh, for honest. sure, I don't know what to do yeah. here. And you're gonna feel like you're failing, and then you're just scratching and clawing the whole time. But I think the thing, the trick to it is having a group of dudes that you can say, Hey, man, I got nothing here. I got a guy named Jeffrey Kent, you know, Jeffrey. Yeah, I go, that's my go to, he's a little older than me. He's been through some stuff. He can tell me, oh, no, this is what we do. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Because that's the trick. God didn't want you out there on an island by yourself, right? Yeah. Being a spiritual leader of your home starts with being man enough to say, like, I suck at this. Can Mm -hmm. you help me? And we can tie that back to working out. I ain't going to lift 300 pounds today. But if I wanted to, I would have to say, I am weak. Christian, you're strong. Can you help me? And you'd be like, Sure. Buckle up for the next three years because you are very weak. It's going to take a second. But it's the same thing as a dad, and there's so no true. shame in saying, oh, man, I'm not the spiritual leader of my home. That's okay. Find somebody that is and say, I'm weak. You're strong. Let's go on a journey for the next three years and figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Well, last question before we wrap last it up. Last
0: question. Oh, boy. Is it going <clears> to <throat> be weird or serious?
1: No, I mean, no. It's- I hope it's weird. No, I'm just kidding. Let's get serious. Okay, what's a... I'm trying to think of a weird question I could ask.
0: (laughs) No, be serious. Okay.
1: Well, we talked a lot about fatherhood because we're both fathers, obviously. Um,
0: And relatively new ones.
1: Relatively new ones, yeah. What what would you say is the... Like, we've talked a lot about, you know, things we've learned, but what would you say is one of the biggest things you've learned since becoming a father? And how is that different than being a father... My eyes
0: here. I might start
1: crying. ...than being a father, like, post... Jesus being really real with you.
0: I'm going to go back to that book sense. I talked about. Discipline's super important, right? Like, you can't just let your kids run wild. And I've been guilty of that because I'm tired. Like, I'm like, oh, whatever, dude. Just do what you want because you're driving me crazy. Um, and I've also – the one of my biggest guilts as a dad was don't do that. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm in charge, bro. Like, you're going to hurt yourselves. Why? Or yeah. because that's not how we act is Why? And what I learned through that little book that I read, and it's a super easy read, I read it, so it's gotta be pretty easy, um, is simply this. Anytime you're talking to your kids about anything, just tie it back to Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Always tie it back. Well, well, Dad, why can't I say this word? This Jesus asked us not to. Dad, why can I not jump off the rafters? Because you're gonna tear up stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. And Jesus asked us to be good stewards of what we have. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep, and it's, it's actually made kind of an impact. we I mean, we're we're still wild. We're okay? like, you're, yeah. you're coming to yeah. our house soon. You're gonna yeah. be like, whoa, yeah, this house is crazy because there's kids everywhere jumping from stuff. But if you always tie it back to Jesus, it goes back to train a child up in the way he should go. And so when he's old, he won't depart from it. But if you always tie it back to Jesus, it's more than just, oh, my dad wants me to behave. Oh, my dad doesn't want me to have fun. Because mm-hmm. half the time I'm telling him to do something. It's comes across is i'm just boring like yeah hey put the nintendo switch up and go outside and swing why i don't know why just go out there but if i'm like because we gotta go outside man and even that i don't know how i would tie that one back to jesus but i've been working really hard and that's necessarily the past year of if i'm gonna get on to you if i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna tell you it through jesus Mm -hmm. through what jesus did for us and you know i got one kid that's awesome I'm just kidding. I got three kids that are awesome. But one of them, I will say, it's re- he's really latched onto it and he's like, he starts praying and you're like, this dude got the Holy Spirit already, what's in yeah. here? And then the other two, you know, they're kids, so it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Well, it does matter. That, that came out wrong. It yeah. matters, but like, we got a long time and For I sure. honestly think the most important job you got is to sit down and raise up your kids because, and we can use your family as an example, great, like, Phil did great things, sure. Willie did good things, great things, sure. Sadie's doing great things, sure. What are your kids gonna look like? They could and like I feel like that kept going up. Well maybe Phil, Willie, Sadie. Yeah. If you saw that, I went up and down. Um <laughs> if you're listening. But uh, one of the one of the greatest contributions we might have to the world isn't what we do, it could be who we raised. Mm-hmm. My son wants to be president of the United States for crying out loud, so I got a tall task. Yeah. I mean, he'd do better. uh, no, we're not going there this is a, this is a workout Christian <laughs> podcast. um but yeah, it's you know life's tough yeah here's here, i will I'll end with this because I feel like I've been rambling, but life's tough. Jesus told us it would be tough in this world, you will have troubles, and then my man Paul said, Get with your boys, get with people, get with people stronger than you, drag you all the way, yeah. That's the trick to life. Yeah, if you're not the spiritual leader at home, find somebody that you're like he is. Ask him. That's what I had to do, and mm-hmm. I'm still learning every day. That was the best part about retreat too. Like some 72 year old dude was like, "Yeah, I'm still trying." I was like, "That's what it's all about." Like,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: You feel like you've arrived? Nah, we're we're going every day, trying to get better, trying to learn from people that maybe have some stuff more figured out than us on certain topics and. Live a life abundantly now, and then a life forever one day.
1: Yeah, I've got to have you back on the podcast because I have like so many more things to ask you. So, we'll,
0: I can go. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have, we're right beside each other. We'll, we'll have
1: to make this happen again. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm,
0: just, I'm gonna go box real quick. That way, I feel a little <laughs> better next time.
1: Wear a hoodie and hide. Maybe, something maybe else. next episode we can start with boxing, and then we can get into the podcast.
0: We should do one. Come to my garage, and we'll do a podcast. I just, I don't have a lot of good yeah. form. I just whale it.
1: Yeah, stuff. I love it. You lose weight. Well, man, thanks for joining me. I really love the conversation. I'm so thankful that we uh, got to hang out more this past weekend and really just became better friends. So, yeah, I love you, and I'm. I'm, I think this is going to be super helpful because I do think that a lot of men struggle with being the spiritual leader, and even if you're not married, even if you're dating or in a relationship, like you can still lead your relationship. You know, you don't have to be married to be the spiritual leader.
0: I'm gonna add one thing: pray over them. Yeah, that's. Spiritual leader of the house prays over his house in front of him out loud. And I you and Sadie did that. And I was like, they're dating and doing that? That is weird. Yeah. And I was like, I've been married for seven years and I ain't doing that. I was like, I won't pick it up. And I'm just gonna be honest, it took a while. And I had a dude named Jeremy Kent that just drilled it on me and drilled it on me. I was like, Will you leave me alone? Yeah. Then I you know what, I finally started listening and I'm like, wow, this works.
1: Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. Ahead, sorry. No, that was my was, last point. No, no, no. I was just saying just be, you know, whether it's your friends, you know, be the spiritual leader of your friendships. Be th- yeah. If you're in a dating relationship, be the spiritual leader by inviting them to church, you know, talking just about spiritual things. It doesn't have just have to be married couples. So just want to encourage you with that. And I'm so thankful uh, for this conversation. I really think it's going to help a lot of people.
0: Let's go work out. Let's do it. You go work out. I'm going to go hang out with Zach.
1: Let's do it.